Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. To tell you the honest truth, I thought, well... We're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just un... Like, the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five star rating and review or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Lockie, and Lockie had a very interesting encounter with some type of humanoid creature back in 2014. Lockie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Kate. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on here, Lockie, because these types of encounters don't go past my desk every day. I think I would have had maybe four or five stories like this on the podcast, but yours is really, really unique. So I knew I just had to get you on. Mate, can you walk us through what happened in this encounter and when it all started for you? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, it was June of uh, 2014 and we just moved into a uh, a new place up in Flagstaff Hill in South Australia. And I reckon we'd probably been there for oh, three months. But, you know, it, we're, we're just kind of getting getting uh, getting used to the place. And I'd set up some fairy lights at the back um, because, you know, new garden, it's exciting. And, uh, you know, so I always kept the blinds open in the dining room. So this particular night, um, I put my four-month-old daughter down and her bedroom was right at the end of the hall. Now, when when you're in a room and you're looking out the doorway, you can see straight down the hall out into the dining room and then out into the garden and you can see the fairy lights, you know. So she was one of those kids also that kind of would wake up routinely throughout the night, like 11, 3, 5, so nothing other than ordinary to kind of wake up at those times. 
So this particular night, you know, hear her crying, roll out of bed and kind of just walk into her room. And now her room was right next to ours. So if you turn left, you're in the hall, you turn right, you're in her room. And she had a little orange SpongeBob light that kind of provided enough light to shine down the hall and a little bit into the, the dining room. So I walk into her room and I pick her up. And, you know, she was a little bit more restless than usual, but, you know, this this is one of those, those kids that's really hard in the beginning. So I pick her up and I turn around and go to walk back into our room. And I, I kind of briefly look up and at the very end of the hallway, there's this roughly four foot tall, three fingered brownie yellow creature standing there. And, like, if you can imagine that I just walked around the corner and you you hadn't known that I was there and you, you kind of get startled and you do that stance where you're like, oh, well, that's what that thing, this thing kind of appeared to do. So its arms were a little bit flared and there was enough light down the hole to kind of illuminate it a little bit. The only thing I couldn't see was its eyes. It was like this black shadow um over its eyes but to describe it a little bit it the re the reason why i i, I describe it as a bug-like humanoid is because uh you know when you look at bugs and they've got that brown sheen to them and it's you can always you can tell that their skin is like hard and um it was, you know, I'm, I'm standing there and I've got my child in my arms and it's three o'clock in the morning and I see this thing and I'm just, holy shit, man. Like, I just, you know, they say there's flight or fright and I just froze. There was, there was, there was nothing. Like, I just couldn't move. Like, just thinking about it, like, it gives me tingles. Um, all my, all my hair stand up on my body just because it was... It was just so frightening seeing this thing standing in your house at 3 a.m. So about 15 seconds of the standoff happens and I'm kind of just scanning it like full up and down, like looking at its hands, like, you know, its arms are uh, too long and it's it's got these big knobbly kind of like fingers that just don't seem right. So... I'm, I'm at this point in time, I'm kind of going through a, you know, it's 3 a.m. Maybe I'm seeing things like this. This doesn't seem right. Like, uh, you know, and then it just starts to fade away. And I, I know it starts to fade away. It, it's almost like it just dissolves because I can see the lights from the garden outside kind of just shine through. And after a few seconds it's it's just it's gone and um you know i'm at this point i'm I'm really shaken up i kind of trundle into into my bedroom and i I immediately flick the light on and i I turned to my my uh at the time fiance like hey love i'm just going to turn the lights on um and i put our daughter down in, in our bed 
And so, like, this is the full, like, you know, room light. So they're quite bright. And she kind of turns over, grunts, and goes, yeah, 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 no worries. So I jump into bed, and I I try and get some sleep, but, like, you know, I've just seen something in the hallway, and there's no there's no forgetting it. It's kind of like it, it just disappeared. It's it hasn't left the house. It's just disappeared. It's got to be somewhere. So I'm kind of just laying with the the covers pulled up to my like over my nose, kind of just creeping over. Um, and you know, it didn't appear from from what I from what I know um, throughout the night. And it wasn't till the next morning. Um, where my partner and I, would we would go out the back and we'd have a morning coffee before we'd go off to work. And I started to explain to her, like, oh, you know, sorry about turning the lights on last night. Um, she was like, yeah, no, that, that's, that, that's, that's fine. Um, and, you know, I told her, like, I actually mm-hmm. saw something in the hallway um, and described it to her. And she kind of just went white and froze. And I'm, oh, what's, what's, what's the matter? And she's like, I saw that exact same thing standing in our doorway at about 12 o'clock last night. And like, I just, I just, oh, my heart sank. And it was just, you know, to know that someone else had seen it was just terrifying because it's it's one thing for me to kind of like go through the process of no you know maybe maybe I'm seeing things um you know maybe my like I'm in that kind of dreamlike state where my dreams are being projected out like I'm not sure but for for her to describe this thing and um go into a little bit more detail than even what I had kind of conveyed to her it was a little bit terrifying. You know, she was describing the, the three ridges on its head, its triangular face. Like, it was a very kind of sharp triangular face, this thing. Um, like, so what I could I could almost categorize it as a uh, grey-like alien, but the fact that it had this yellow, hard kind of exterior skin kind of almost gave me the idea that it was an exoskeleton. But uh, after that, both of us were kind of um, completely shaken, you know. We were lights are every time you go in the room, doesn't matter if it's 6 o'clock and it's just getting dark or, you know, there's some light on. And I think for about two months there, we slept with the whole light on just to kind of know. Um, but, yeah, it was probably one of the most terrifying moments of my life. And even just to t- retell the story, it's just completely, it, it just scares me every time because that's something I can't explain. I have, I have, I have spent some time uh, researching it. Um, so I do have a potential idea of what it could have been, but, you know, to this day, it's, 15 of the longest seconds that I probably experienced and I've spent close to seven years trying to find out and what this thing is, you know, gone through all of them. But yeah, it's, uh, 
it's just one of those things that I don't think I'll ever be able to explain no matter how much information I have. Yeah, that is a genuine, terrifying encounter because to to see this creature that you, you don't know what it is and it's inside your house and you have your 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 child in your arms, that is... You, you don't really get in a much more vulnerable state than that right there. No, no, you don't because, you know, I'm, I'm holding her and you still have to support the head at kind of that age. So if this thing had come forward, I wouldn't have been able to do anything. You know, it's lucky that it was kind of just as scared as I was. You know, it, it was almost like, oh, you can see me. And, and then it just kind of dissipated. But to have that realisation that, uh, I am I am completely helpless in this situ- situation, and you know potentially so is she. Like it's it, one has to ask the question: What was it doing there in the first place? And was it in her room? What was that the reason that she was that little bit more restless? You know, I've scanned the uh, the the whole night about a million times trying to go: What was actually going on? You know, why was it here? And particularly, you know, why was it in my house? Like the house was in a heavily suburban area, so it could have picked any other house. You know, was it a, a ghost? Was it a tulpa? Was it a djinn? Like I, I have no idea what it could be. But the, the question remains, what was it doing in my house? Yeah, and that's that's the, the million-dollar question for, I guess, anyone who encounters the unknown because I don't think there's any rhyme or reason when it comes to this type of stuff. It's just either the right place or the wrong place, depending on your encounter at the, at the wrong time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like if it, if it had been something there and doing something, something sinister, like we know with most um, kind of paranormal encounters, there sometimes can be screen memories put up. So I'm always kind of on the edge of potentially going for um, hypnosis regression to try and find out if anything actually happened that night that I just can't remember. Um, but till I, till I find someone that kind of fits the description that could potentially do that, that seems legit, um, I think it's just off the table till then. Yeah, and that's the thing. You have to be so careful about the the person that you go to because you just you're putting so much trust into into that that person because you you just don't know what they can plant into your mind as well. Well, yeah, that that's uh, one thing I found. You know, if you go in with the the idea and you let them know that oh hey I've had this encounter, they can almost just from what I've read is put that actual encounter into your mind and make, make it seem real. Yeah. Which is um, concerning. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would always express caution when it comes to, comes to that type of, I guess, therapy when it, when it comes to these types of encounters. But Lockie, I, I got to ask you, what was going through your mind when you saw this thing there? Because you hold, you're holding your daughter you know, you, you're frozen in time. This thing is kind of frozen itself because it's like, oh shit, I've been I've been spotted here. What goes through someone's mind when that happens? Um, 
Well, if you're, ex- excuse my French, it was kind of along the lines of what the fuck is that? Because, you know, there's, there's nothing to really describe it. Um, it was just pure, you know, we, we all kind of wish to have these kind of encounters. Um, and I was one of them. You know, I'd love to see a ghost. I'd love to see, you know, a UFO and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but when you walk around the corner and you're confronted w- with something like this, um, it's, it's ter- it, you know, nothing prepares you for it. Because how you, how you think it's going to look, how you think the experience is going to feel, like it's, it's honestly terrifying. Like I, I don't know if I would want to have another experience like that because the entire feeling around it was... Uh, I felt violated, and especially being in my own home and, uh, you know, this thing being in it when I'm asleep and everyone else is asleep is, is startling. Yeah, I I can completely understand that would be the the feeling that you would have there. You know, that's that's how a lot of people feel when they have a break in happen to them, because they that's just how a lot of people process those types of things. And but for you to to see the thing that's on a essentially a completely other level, the the way your mind must have been just turning the gears. It it would have been it would have been kind of world shattering. Yeah, well, you know, I was. Like I'd, I'd kind of, I'd kind of always known that there were things that we um, we didn't understand. You know, after all, we are experiencing life just through our five senses. So there is a uh, a potential completely reality that we're missing, which you know, um, I'm sure you would know, like that things definitely exist in. Um, but oh, it's just. Uh, it's so it's so like I, I was I was close enough to see the the joins between its hands and its forearms, like where it kind of would bend its its limbs. So that that's how that's how close I, I got to this thing, and to see something that close, it just uh, it, it it's almost sickening, like and like. If these guys are listening, I'm sorry, but like, don't rock up at 3am in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a fair point, little weird creatures. So this thing is, is that close that you can kind of see the, these extreme details on it. What's really interesting is that you can't, you couldn't see the eyes, but something else that you said there that this thing looked like it had a, an exoskeleton because that was what came to mind for me when you're explaining what you're seeing because it sounded exactly like an exoskeleton on this creature yeah yeah um like like i like i was saying before it it just had that that polished kind of look um you know when you see a bug like a you know an ant kind of out in the garden and you look at it and it's got that kind of reflective kind of look to it um and that, the the SpongeBob light kind of gave gave it enough light to kind of provide that, which was you know it kind of threw the 
oh, this is a grey alien or, you know, something else completely out the window in, in, in my mind, kind of scan what it was. Um, so, you know, being confronted by this thing, it's like, well, I have no idea where you even fall in the, ca- in the category of what you are um, to ha- how to assess this situation. Um, but, yeah, they... It's very the the sheen and and the brownness and the yellow yellowness. The yellow yellowness could have come from the SpongeBob black because it was um, it was yellow the, the little little light. So it's true color. Um, I'm a little bit unsure of, but to to me in that moment it seems like a a browny yellow kind of being. Yeah, yeah. And I, I totally get that because when you're when you're in the dark, it doesn't take a lot of, I guess, influence from from a coloured light to make things look differently. So I, I really do appreciate the, I guess the the detail that you're going into for from what you saw at that point in time because you know these are the details that really can make a difference between you know your encounter matching up to someone else's. And who knows, you, you may just find someone else who's encountered something like this and, and find some common ground and, you know, maybe find out a little bit more about what you saw. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, another, I, I think I mentioned it earlier, but another feature of this thing, it kind of had these three ridges across its head, which um, almost like a, if you were to draw a W and then like use that as the head um, and then go down. Which, like, I don't know if you found anything throughout your your research, but I have. I've the only thing I've found reference to is um, in a in a book um, called "The Secret World of History" by Jonathan Black, and that's the only reference I've ever found of a bug-like humanoid with a, a head like that. And apart from that, like these these beings, what whatever it potentially could be, like is just evading any kind of research. That I've found. Yeah. Well, before we get into into that discussion, because I I do have a I have a, a really interesting theory about what it might be, and that's something that I'll dive in with you shortly. But when you said this thing faded away, is it like it just dematerialized? And now a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. That would, that would be a perfect description for what it was. It was just like it it just particleized, um, you know, like into, you know, down to the size of grains of sand to nothing, you know. Um, 
like the light just started just kind of shine through it like it started off in its torso and it, and then like I, because the lights from the the garden were at about that height that's kind of where my my focus was um but yeah almost it, it almost like it could be operating on the visual light spectrum or the um, electromagnetic spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it looked like it was potentially changing frequencies then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was there was nothing on it to kind of, you know, it, it stayed in the position that it was the entire time. So as to how it changed into, you know, just ev- evaporating, um like I have no idea how it could have done that. Potentially an external source, um, as we know in the um, in this kind of phenomenon, like things seem to have t- telepathic abilities. But yeah, I, I honestly have no idea how it just like up and boof. It's it's a really interesting feature of that of that entire experience because it not only shows that there's there's a sentience to it, but there's there's some type of intelligence to it as well to go, I need to get out of here. Yeah. Well, yeah, like 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 I was saying, it, it seems just as scared as I was the fact that I could see it. You know? Um and to just be able to kind of like just completely leave the situation and yeet it out of there. Um I just, I just don't know how I did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think you'll ever know how it did it no. because, you know, nothing nothing can do that in this world at this stage that we're aware of. Yeah. So I think I think the only other thing that we could classify along the other lines is probably the Yowie that has been, been known to kind of uh, do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually going to go into my theory a little bit later there. But just before we get into that, what was your your partner's reaction to all of this? Because you said your your partner saw this earlier in the night, like uh, what three or four hours before you did. Um, and I don't know if you said it in the in the conversation here, but in the email you sent me, she thought that she was dreaming that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to give a little bit of a backstory on her, she she sometimes have has has night terrors. So, for her to kind of wake up and see this thing in the doorway, she kind of dis- dismissed it as a um, you know a potential night terror and just went back to sleep. So, at the time, she wasn't really shaken by it. You know, probably a little bit like, oh, w- what is that? But it wasn't until the next morning that I kind of told her about my experience that she kind of really, really freaked out because... You know, it's one one thing to for her to see it, but for me to see it and experience it, you know, that just puts it in a different category. So she was she was quite shaken, and then she started going through the process of what if everything I had seen before then was actually real and you just hadn't experienced it. Yeah, that was exactly right on my mind as well because if that's real, what else is real that she's seen? Yeah, well, you know, she's she's seen uh, demons clawing at the edge of our bed, like at the base of our bed, trying to like pull the blankets down, and um, you know, so she's what she's like 
started screaming and I've woken up and there's nothing there. She's um, seen old men in hats seen, sitting in the corner of the room. Um, just all the, all this other kind of terrifying things. And, you know, and then I, I started running through the, what if, what if it is real? You know, what if, what if it, all of this is real and I'm just not seeing it and she's the one being subjected to it. And it was only now that I'm seeing it that I'm like, holy shit, all of this is real. Was that a really polarizing moment for you? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly don't think I've been the same since. Um, like I've ever since that day, um, in you know 2014, I've kind of just I've thrown myself heavily into into this because you know we 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 can understand science in this world, mathematics, phys- physics to a level. But this is a field that we we know little about, so it 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 became a huge interest in me to just find out as much as I can to try and explain this. And to this day, like I'm still searching. What was the the reason to to find out more about it? Was it to potentially to protect yourself from what you're seeing, or is it more so to just gain a better education of? maybe how to handle it if something like that does happen again? Well, uh, a bit of, bit of both, really. You know, when you don't know something about something, you kind of, well, I, I want to know. Um, I want to know the secrets. Um, but also there's the, you know, I've, I've, I've listened to enough and read enough to kind of know that whatever these things are, a lot of them aren't here for with good intentions and i like i know we want we want to have these um experiences where they are um they are good and they are pretty but you know like uh, one of the avenues i found researching bug-like entities um is the mantis beings Mm. and the mantis beings are they, they don't sound like a fun time at all um, quite terrifying, honestly. Yeah, I've actually had someone on the podcast, one person actually, talk about this previously, and it was it was really, really quite terrifying. The experiences that uh, the the woman went through with these mantis like beings. Yeah, uh, from from what I've read, they have little to no emotion and um, are uh, fascinated with us because of our emotions and everything like that. So from in the, in the protection side of things, all I found is um, a strong will. You know, if if you can focus on moving a finger or uh, because that's, that's another thing. Like, I don't know if I froze because of my own fear or I froze because it had, it had done something to me to make me freeze, you know, because there are encounters that people do talk about that, you know, I, I, I can't move, but yeah. I didn't even attempt to move. Yeah, so, yeah. That, and that, that's kind of scary just on its own if you really, if you really do think about that. Yeah, you know, not, not being able to move and in a situation where you're vulnerable, just make the situation even more scary. Yeah, to 
to see something like that and then to have your own free will taken away from you, that is, that's just two bad scenarios stacking on top of each other. Lockie, what do you think this thing was that you saw? Well, for all these years, I've kind of been going down the the bug-like humanoid kind of avenue. And to this day, that's still how I describe it. But it fits the category of so many other things. You know, the height of a grey alien, um, the, the, the face of a, uh, a potential reptilian. Um, it could be a tulpa. It could be a djinn. Um, at the end of the day, I'm never really going to know. But I, all I know is it was four foot, had really long arms, three fingers, browny yellow, couldn't see its eyes, and its face was very tapered. So it could it could be a number of things, and I'm just going to leave it open to what it could be and just label it for now as a, a bug-like humanoid. No, and I, I think that's fair because if you start to, to label this thing and then you can really go down rabbit holes because it, it sounds like you've gone down so many rabbit holes already trying to figure out what this thing could be and to to potentially label it as, you know, A, B or C, that can then just lead you down a road that you may never be able to come back from because, you know, you may learn some stuff that you don't want to know or you may learn some stuff that's not true and, and start to start to have some really negative thoughts about the, the experience that's already kind of negative. Yeah, that that's exactly it. And yeah, like like you said, I have been down a lot of rabbit holes. And the pro- the problem is with this field that there's a lot of um un- unfortunately charlatans out there kind of saying that I, uh, you know, I saw this, uh I I did this and we had this lovely experience and you know, when you go back over all the all the archives, it doesn't meet any of the others but they, it still falls in that category because someone's made a story. So to label it in an open kind of sense, it kind of protects myself in the potential of another encounter where I could put myself in danger if I react accordingly to uh, potential strategies of getting out of that situation. You may find that you looking into it into into certain areas you know you may be doing something like inviting it back into your life yeah well um after only only after i actually emailed you like you know i'd I'd told this story to other people close to me but i never actually reached out to anyone um like i reached out to you before and it almost seemed as soon as i reached out i just had all this weird stuff happen you know, I had time missing. I had um, footprint, foot, foots, like um, sorry, footsteps in um, in my room, like at night. And my partner actually woke me up, like there's someone in our room. You know, so it was it wasn't me creating it just because I put it out. It like she's she's gone. No, there's actually something in our room. And you know, again, we flicked on the lights. There's nothing in the room. Um, and again, we you know, our daughter is now seven, so we brought her into our bed. But then that night, the dreams were just so vivid. And our, our, our door that leads outside, 
has this kind of it's a it's an Indian style curtain, so it's kind of translucent and pinkish. But I just remember sta- like kind of standing up to it, going it's at, it's outside, and then looking through it, and then just staring into this these deep black eyes. Now I like I put that I still put that in the dream category, but you know, like I was mentioning before, like um, regression hypnosis. I'm not sure that I want to go and do that because I don't want that situation to be real. But, you know, that's just one kind of thing that's happened since. And, you know, I get up at three in the morning to go to work and I'm, I'm, I'm out in the fields and I start, I've, I've started to see lights. Only this morning there was a light in the sky um, in, you know, over the kind of... Uh, over the Adelaide area and you know it's it's five o'clock in the morning and I'm looking up at this light and going well it's not flashing it's not maintaining course it's kind of like all over the shop um what is what is that <laughs> you know so ever since I reached out to you I've had some really weird things happen yeah yeah and and you know that's that's exactly like you said earlier you know you really got to be careful what you wish for because this is this isn't a kind of a door that you can open and close. It's once you've opened the door to the to this type of this type of world, there's no going back. Yeah. Well that's yeah, one one hundred percent. And sometimes it's not a door that you wanna open. As much as you, you feel like you wanna open it, it it's uh it, it can be quite terrifying to open and not knowing when the next thing is gonna happen. Do you do you ever worry that this thing is going to to make itself known to you again? Um, I partly have a feeling that uh, it has. Um, like I've uh, throughout throughout my time and during during the period from 2014, I've done some some roles that have put me in. Um, some pretty scary situations and so I, I can I can hold myself quite um, quite well in in tough situations but there's certain times where I'll I'll just be somewhere and next thing I know I'm I'm petrified like I don't know where I am um, things have changed Um and sometimes even my dogs kind of prick up and seem a little bit obscure. So I like um, I feel like it, it is an ongoing thing. Um, it kind of died down a little bit, but as soon as I contacted you, everything just ramped, ramped straight back up. It might be an interesting time ahead for yourself because I find people who come on this podcast and not to to deter anyone to to ever come on here. But, you know, they, they usually find if they talk about this stuff a little bit more openly, that it does kind of stir things up just, just that little tiny bit. Yeah. And sometimes that's enough, you know, like it, it can be the smallest thing, but uh, at this point and like with everything that's happened to me, um, you know, I'm going back through my life and, you know, I have people mention, oh, do you remember when this happened? Um, and then I've completely put it out of my mind. 
And then it's kind of like, well, has all of this been going on my entire life? Um, like I was telling you before, the uh, like we started recording, like my brother and I experienced another kind of episode um, where we used to have a door that used to lead onto the balcony. And we were in a two-story house, so we could no one could get up into the balcony unless they scaled the tennis court fence. And um, we had the typical Australian screen door um, that was rather old, so you couldn't kind of you had to really pull it to open it. And um, about eleven o'clock every night, the screen you used to hear the screen door like open. And then the inward door, and being an old house, you would see the door handle start to go down. And we'd kind of look out the window. There's, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Um, but, you know, there's obviously something trying to open this door. And luckily, we had a little lock on it. And um, this particular night, you know, uh, I came to the room and it was happening again. I was like, right, we're going to open this door. And uh, we both played hockey, so we had hockey sticks. We opened this door nothing there you know and i jumped down onto the balcony which is about a two foot drop and i'm, I'm running around the balcony and we're, we're, we're up in two stories and there was just nothing there you know i looked on tried to look on the roof nothing there down the ground nothing there but it was just strange that whatever it was was opening this door and we couldn't see it so it very well could be the same being that i experienced years later but you know, to this day, like I don't, I don't know. He doesn't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it will really make you wonder how much has gone on on in your life that you've maybe just overlooked as, oh, that was a coincidence that happened, or that was weird that that happened. Yeah, well, you know that that's it. That's partly why I'm a little bit hesitant towards um, going and getting like regression therapy because, you know to experience an an episode but then to kind of go hang on a second there's all these other episodes that you just don't know about and have just had pushed out of your mind that's just next level terrifying yeah and and sometimes ignorance is bliss in a scenario like this yeah 100 especially with uh what i experienced that that particular night well, Lockie, I want to thank you for coming on the show and, and sharing those encounters that happened to, to you and your family. It is genuinely terrifying. I I honestly wouldn't know what to do in that same situation. And I think a lot of people would just absolutely freeze because I know if I had one of my daughters and I was caught like that, I just I just would not know what to do. So I want to I want to thank you for coming on the show and, and sharing that with me. No worries. I, I hope it, um, you know, someone else uh, hears this and, um, you know, potentially has a an experience like it and comes forward and shares it because that's the only way we're going to find out properly what this is. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au. Or you can message me on Facebook, and that's facebook.com forward slash Believe UFO Radio. Until next time, stay safe, and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Even 
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.